As I said at the beginning, this, has, this is a tough time for a lot of people. Uh, the pandemic we're living through is difficult, and it's uh, wearing heavily on people in a very special way. The people I feel very sorry for are those, especially the brides who had been planning a wedding uh, this year. Um, there was a, you know, we've had two weddings here in which uh, both of the families had very elaborate weddings planned, one in Colorado, the other one in North Carolina. And um, they just had to scrap all the planning that they had made and come up here and do a very quiet wedding with maybe only one pew each side filled or maybe a bit more. Uh, there's another lady that I feel very sorry for, that she had a very elaborate um, black tie wedding planned and um, she had to cancel her, her first date. And it was, you know, a lot went, you, you all know if you've been involved in weddings, it's hours, hundreds of hours of work goes into it with invitations and everything else. And then she, re, she booked it then for, for the fall. She, and she checked with me, are you available this fall? And then I said, yes, I am. And then she had to check with the church. And then she had to check with the venue downtown and, 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 and change the invitations and change, save the date. And, and then, you know, the, the food selection and then the invitation list and so many things. And then as, you know, time passed by, she realized that uh -uh, it's not going to happen. And then she had to once again, and now she has once again third time, look at you. Hopefully, she's setting the time again. So you can imagine this lady, probably her mother as well, and, and all the work that has gone into this, that eventually when she comes to have her wedding, and she sends out the invitations. Now imagine how, first of all, the people she sends the invitations to are people who are important in her life and that she wants them to be part of this wonderful celebration, the happiest day of her life. And imagine if she sends the invitations out to some people and, and uh, somebody responds, regret. Um, the bears are playing that day. I'm at regret, yeah. <laughs> I can't make it. Or even worse than that, if she finds out that somebody ha has just received the invitation, glanced at it, and just threw it in the trash, that didn't even respond. It was like insignificant to them to get the invitation. And if she does that, if she hears about that, how she would feel. I was speaking to my mother yesterday about this, and uh, I was telling, giving her those examples. I said, I said to her, would you invite those people again? No way, she said. And you know, it would sever the relationships and, and uh, that people would have with, with people who, who wouldn't respond to the invitation. So that, is, that, that whole idea of the wedding feast is, is what the gospel is about today. And the king is God. And he's putting on a wedding for his son, Jesus. So the first thing he does is that he invites the special people, the people of Israel, and he invites them to the wedding. 
but they um, they are ordered, there's a beautiful line that, that one scripture or spiritual writer wrote it says it goes like this um, that ordinary time consumes them while the special time eludes them they are consumed so much with the ordinary things that what is special just passes them by and there are some people that that the invitation was given to and they're just consumed with ordinary time ordinary things and the second group are you know they want to kill it and they always say that if you want to kill something just be indifferent towards it and people are indifferent to the wedding feast and the invitation to the wedding feast because what we don't realize is that the invitation to the wedding feast is is not an invitation to observe a wedding it is an invitation to be the spouse whether you're male or female because the wedding is symbolic for entering into full communion with Christ and that is what what God wants for each one of us that we will enter into more and more a deep communion with Christ and then we see in the gospel how the king comes in and sees somebody not wearing a wedding garment because the expectation is and the reality is that that if we do enter into communion with Christ fully that it will be manifest in our lives in our words but most particularly in our actions that those who say yes to Christ are the ones that that should manifest that in 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 give birth they say give birth to justice and and peace and 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 healing and forgiveness towards other people so that is what the wedding feast is is a beautiful symbol of now it does say many are called but few are chosen we shouldn't see that in a negative way because from the whole tradition of our faith um, the invitation is not just given once it has been constantly given and nobody is excluded from the invitation God is a gift that keeps on giving God is a being who is constantly inviting people to into communion with his son and it is it is he sees at the end you will be bound and thrown outside that is the reality that at the end of your life you will come to a stage and look back on your life and you will be filled with regret for not having um, lived to the fullness of who you should live for not having made the world a better place you know i asked a family once to tell me about their parent and um and and basically the only thing they said was she made good brownies i hope your kids say more about you than that 
that it has to be more than that. And that is the regret that has been talked about. The pain of regret is a very deep pain indeed. So let us listen very attentively to the voice of God within, inviting us to the wedding feast, inviting us into deeper and deeper communion with Christ. And let us make sure that we have the wedding garment which shows the reality of that communion in words and deeds towards other people.